So when my wife and I were in graduate school, one of our favorite TV shows was The Office, an entire show about quirky people working in an office selling paper. And one of the small details that was fun for us, at least, is that in the same office building, there was a sign on a door in the hallway for another company called Vance Refrigeration. <laughs> so one evening, Maya and I were at a Blockbuster to rent a movie. This is life before streaming videos online, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Blockbuster. Now, you have to imagine this scene. It was a warm and sunny California day. Maya was wearing a colorful sundress, and I had a light blue polo shirt on. So we are a bright and colorful couple who are happy and excited about an evening at home eating popcorn and watching a movie. But the Blockbuster employee checking us out was this very unhappy-looking teenage girl dressed in all black, jet black hair, black mascara, and black lipstick. She didn't smile at us. She didn't even look up at us when we brought the movie up to her. So, so if you can imagine, uh, if you've seen the TV show Wednesday, think about the contrast between Wednesday Adams and her roommate Enid. This is the contrast between us. So clearly we are different people, different types of people. But while checking out, uh, neither of us had our Blockbuster cards, so we gave her Maya's driver's license. So she took the license, started typing something into the computer, and then she paused. And she looked up at us, and, and she smiled, and she said, Vance, as in Vance Refrigeration. <laughs> yes, Vance Refrigeration, from The Office, one of our favorite shows. So... As it turns out, we weren't as different as it appeared on the surface. So for the last four weeks, we have been looking at the story of Jonah, which reminds us that God is not exclusive, that God's love and compassion are for anyone and everyone and everything. No matter what we look like or what we believe or don't believe or any other sign or marker that tends to separate us or divide us. Unfortunately, in the story of Jonah, it's the, it's the only overtly religious character in the story who has a problem with this. The story begins with God telling Jonah, the prophet or the pastor, to go east to the great city of Nineveh. But because he didn't like those people, he went west, as far away from them as possible. Jonah ran away because he knew that God would be kind and compassionate toward them and not just toward him and the people who look like him or believe like him or act and vote like him. Jonah was angry and mad about God's wide and inclusive love. That's the story of Jonah, in short. So fast forward several hundred years, and Jesus is living out God's wide and inclusive love by welcoming those who are poor and ignored and excluded. And he's challenging those who are creating a world of inequality and injustice and division. Unfortunately, once again, it's the professionally religious people 
people like me who have a problem with this. So they ask Jesus to show them a sign that will prove to them that he is from God and not some crazy heretic. They want Jesus to fit into this system of outward appearances or outward actions that mark out who is in and who is out, who is right and who is wrong, who is important and who is not important. So Jesus responds to them in Matthew chapter 12, and he says, no sign will be given except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, if you're familiar with the story, so for three days and three nights the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth. The people of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the proclamation of Jonah. And indeed, something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, something greater than Solomon is here. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, a little unusual text for Easter, but the only sign that will be given, according to Jesus, is the lesson of the story of Jonah, which is exclusion will get you swallowed by a huge fish. So, don't get swallowed by a huge fish. The story of Jesus, then, is like a mirror image that is both the same and the opposite, because Jesus gets swallowed up by death. But this time, he's in a tomb for three days because he included those who didn't belong and challenged those who benefited most from the greed and the domination and the exclusion of our world. In both stories, however, God's love and compassion cannot be contained either by a giant fish and not even by death. Jonah is spit back out onto dry land and Jesus is raised from the dead. Both types of resurrection happen so that God's love and compassion might bring healing to us and to them and to even those people? And as the story of Jonah says, and also the animals, everything, all of creation, God's love and compassion is for everything. A neurobiologist, Dr. Robert Sapolsky from Stanford University was, sorry that they weren't from UCLA, Kent. Stanford University, was once asked in an interview, why do we have brains? Why do we have brains? That's a good question. Of course, you can only ask that question if you have a brain. His answer essentially was that our brains grew and evolved to manage the complexities of human relationships. 
He said that in a, a study of 150 different primate species, the single best predictor of the size of our cortex and our frontal cortex in our brains is based on the average size of the social group of those primates. So, more relationships, more complexity, bigger brains. This means that from an evolutionary perspective, as humans, our incredible ability to learn, to think, to remember, to solve problems, to express emotions, to move and to be creative and create other things comes largely from the beauty and complexity of interacting with people who are both like us and not like us. I, I've mentioned this before from the book of Sapiens, that the, the biggest factor for the flourishing of humanity compared to other species throughout history is our ability to cooperate in extremely flexible ways with countless numbers of strangers, not just people who are like us. Inclusive coexistence and cooperation with people who are different or from different backgrounds, cultures, religions, identities, and perspectives is an experience of resurrection life. Expanding our boundaries of hospitality is an expression of resurrection life. It's life that creates more life, and it's life that cannot be contained, even by death. Just last night, I received a text message from a, a local rabbi who said to me, I hope that you and your family have a lovely and meaningful Easter. I sent a message back to him and said, I hope that you and your family have a meaningful or are having a meaningful Passover. We've both sent messages to one of our Muslim friends saying, I hope that you're having a meaningful Ramadan. On Easter, this is what we celebrate, this life-giving, life-expanding movement of God in the resurrection of Jesus. We celebrate that the violence and injustice of an us-versus-them world doesn't have the last word. That's not the end of the story. And as Christians, we believe that this kind of life is available to us not just in the future, but here and now. That Easter life is for today and every day. But as one last warning, notice how Jesus turns uh, any hint of exclusion upside down. He says that his resurrection life will be experienced by the outsiders, by the foreigners, and anyone whom we assume is on the outside or on the outside of God's reach and God's love and compassion. For Jonah, it's the despised people of Nineveh who will rise up in verse 41. It is the queen of the south or the queen from a country or a continent that is not our own who will rise up in verse 42. It's all of those people who aren't here in church today on Easter who by their own experiences and expressions of love are enjoying resurrection life. Life that creates more life. Life with ever-expanding circles of hospitality. 
life that cannot be contained even by death. Thankfully, for us on Easter, this life is for us too. It's for everyone. Just as long as we remember that exclusion will swallow us alive. But love and compassion will bring us and our world back to life again and again and again. So, don't get swallowed by a huge fish. And happy Easter. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed.